Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of God be upon you all. Welcome to the Drive Time Show here live at Voice of Islam, where you'll be joined by myself, Rahil Ahmed, and Fahim Nasser. We'll be with you, as always, uh, from now until 6 o'clock. We bring you two pertinent topics. In the first hour, we'll be discussing road safety, whether our streets are safe enough for our children to play on. Hmm. And in the second hour, we'll be discussing another uh, important topic, which is marriage. What is the secret to success? Um, swiftly moving to the first hour, which which is about road safety. Question to you. Uh, do you think our roads are safe enough for our children to be playing mm. outside? Yeah. Um, so we straight in. As- <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? You're yeah, right. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Although we've done that before the program. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought. Okay, straight in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, state safety. Um, for me, I think that, yeah, there's obviously a clear indication that um, just by the fact that there's not that many people out on the street, I think that it isn't as safe. And you're seeing a lot more roads going to 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, we had that big campaign. I don't know. Do you remember the one where it was like, hit me at 40, there's 80% chance yeah, I'll yeah, live yeah. and uh, I'll die. And then it hit me at 30, there's 20% chance um, mm-hmm. I'll die. And so like, um, it, was, it was quite a graphic advert as well. I remember. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so a lo- now that's even being extended to 20. So, mm-hmm. uh, I know that the weather's stopping most kids at the moment going yeah, outside, yeah. but yeah, I think there is a road safety issue um, because, you know, especially here in London, it's so tight, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you go to other countries, I'm sure when you've been to other countries, you're like, wow, how big are these roads? Have you could you, fit like five heard, cars. Have you heard your German brothers telling you our roads are bigger? <laughs> yes. At Jalsa, right? All the time. Um, yeah. and Maybe everyone, they're right. Maybe yeah. they're right. You know? No, definitely. And, um, you know, we had the whole smart motorways um, startup as well. But... Um, yeah, for me, I think that they aren't yeah. as safe as we would like them to be. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to learning more about it. What about you? What do you think? Um, I think uh, I, I I totally agree with you. Um, I think a lot needs to be done, although there there is awareness. Hmm. Um, but I think that shouldn't make us fearful. I mean, we have enough parks. We don't have to be playing on on the on the roads exactly, or, yeah. or the or the you know or the pavement because there was a. I was going to mention mention this hadith very later on in the show. Yeah, I wanted to keep it safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's right to begin with it. Yeah, that's uh, the the importance of this, this discussion. Basically, it says uh, it is narrated by one of the companions of the Prophet peace be upon him, uh, who was Abu Sayyid al Khudri. He says the Prophet peace be upon him said, "Be aware, avoid sitting on the roads or the pathways, right?" Mm. And and the children or the people at at, at, at the time that were there said. There is no way out of it as these are our sitting places where we have talks. So the Prophet peace be upon him said, if you must sit there, then observe the rights of the way. They asked, what are the rights of the way? He said, they are lowering your gazes, mm. right, on seeing what is illegal to look at. Of course, you know, from the Islamic perspective, looking at women, yeah. you know, refraining from harming people, returning greetings and advocating good and forbidding evil. So he says, if you are going to be out in streets, um, uh, you know, if you're going to be seat, seat, seated there or you know, doing some, some sort of an activity, mm. then these are the rights of uh, the people. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, this is this is something that that that's very very important because as I was saying, in this specifically in in, in the countries that we live in, mm. um, we have enough parks, we have you know in the, in enough activities for for our kids to get out. But I think the, 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 this could be one of the reasons. But there are a lot more reasons, uh, yeah. you know, for kids actually not going out. Video games and all of these things that we have discussed in definitely and uh, yeah, there are the probably people out there um, sitting thinking you know kids are lazier there these days. Parents are lazier, you know they're sitting in front of consoles or TVs yeah. or screens of some sort. Um, but ultimately, I think that we need to think about you know how safe are the are the uh, roads and you know we want to hear your opinion. So mm-hmm. you know we you know you can call into this show. Uh, you can call us on zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight, or you can get in touch with us on all of our social media channels, yeah. uh, Twitter, now known as X, um, <laughs> uh, at Voice of Islam UK, yeah. uh, or DM us on Instagram. I think we've got some uh, polls on Instagram as well. Which uh, get involved and let us know your of thoughts. Course. I mean, for him, the number of cars being driven at the moment in the UK has, has of course, drastically increased. Yeah. You know, in the, in the last few years. And and of course, more cars on the road means, you know, that there are more safety hazards, right? Mm-hmm. And in today's show, of course, we're discussing, um, you know, why roads are now in a way unsafe mm-hmm. uh, for children and its effect on children, how children can have access to play. Um, so, you know, there's a verse of the Quran which says in chapter two, verse 198, where it says, and, and furnish yourselves with necessary provisions and surely the best provision is righteousness. And this combined with, uh, you know, the... The, the hadith that was mentioned before mm. uh, it tells you what your responsibilities are when you step out of your house right yeah. um so the question is going back to the uh the idea that the the that the roads are now unsafe you know for uh for our children to you know to go out um now in now there's a statistic, there's a statistic by break.org.uk which says that every 16 minutes someone is killed or seriously injured on uk roads and and these figures are you know a 10 year average from 2012 to 2022 so this is quite you know quite alarming if you if if you really think think about it mm. um now several you know recent incidents are uh, a reminder you know of the dangers and hazards surrounding roads now these also include you know the death of two 8 year old girls after a land rover crashed through a fence at their school in south london and four deaths, um, including those of two children in Birmingham within a month. And the driver in the Wimbledon crash was arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. The Birmingham deaths led to protests by campaign group Better Streets for Birmingham, which wants the council to take stronger action against an epidemic of bad driving. Mm. And we know that it, you know, we know that it exists. Um, there are several things that can can make a road unsafe, and we're going to delve into that. Um, the main thing being the cars and drivers who should always be alert. Drivers can lose focus if there there are sharp turns, sudden you know potholes or other distractions. Yeah, and sometimes even using mobile phones, right? That's percent. Uh, yeah, I heard about someone who was going like 128 miles per hour and crashed oh. into um, a pregnant lady who died, mm. and then because they were using the phone, and so mm. it's ridiculous. But you mentioned 120 pothole. miles an hour using yeah. his phone. Yeah, like, like there's a video of it. Of him because he was. Oh, trying to record him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, silly. I thought he was trying to send a text or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just trying to show off, and this is the problem. Like, mm. there's a lot of uh, accounts out there as well that yeah. um, I've seen or come across that, you know, constantly show just people speeding through um, different 
uh, motorways, etc., or, or <coughs> tight roads. But um, you mentioned potholes. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about this because uh, it's something that I think of. Have you found that like pretty much all the roads have really bad potholes, and even if you are paying attention, yeah, it can sometimes be difficult to navigate situations because think about it right like there's if if the roads are just in constant bad condition yeah right that's obviously going to contribute to this isn't it absolutely and then yeah so does that need to be part of the solution of course because where does the road tax go Mm. (laughs) (laughs) is the question right (laughs) and um i know there's a lot of rain and all of that but but of course uh, and and the amount of time it takes for that that to be corrected sometimes you know you've got these roadblocks for you know for weeks Right, if there's like a leak or some something of that sort, right, it it gets taken so long, you know, service upon service and this and that. Although I mean that might be the need, you know, considering. But but but, but the point that we're trying to make here is that um, it's important that the roads are in 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 a condition where it is safe for the drivers to drive on, right? Yeah. That's why they're paying the road tax, isn't yeah. it? Um, but yeah, moving forward, we some of the tips, you know, that you would you want to give certain tips for parents and carers with regards to road safety definitely like you know ultimately right n- whether it's the road whether it's anywhere I- it's the responsibility of a parent or a carer to make sure that their child stays safe and yes it can be difficult in times and I'm not trying to lay any blame here or anything but ultimately that is the responsibility of the parents but there are things that we can do to, to help so you know keeping children safe near roads is is vital to avoid any sort of road traffic injuries um, which seems to be the biggest uh, cause of death among young people worldwide unfortunately Um, so whether you're traveling by foot by car by bike or with a buggy or a pushchair or um, Mm -hmm. there are ways you can you can deal with it so children under eight should always hold a grown-up's hand when walking near roads doesn't matter how independent that child has already become yeah yeah children under eight should always hold a grown-up's hand again children under eight should always cross roads with a grown-up at a safe crossing place mm-hmm. and i think that that's one thing that um i want to talk to you about i've, I've finished this after this list but yeah. jaywalking in, in other countries whereas here you know we just kind of just walk across the road anywhere yeah i've seen that a lot where i've just just been driving and like people just walk out into the middle of the road yesterday i had such an incident late night right mm. man I was speaking about yeah. We're speaking about a topic road safety. And so, so this, so I'm coming back from central London mm. um, after seeing the Big Ben and you know the London, London Eye. After, you're doing it all because you've got family here from yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, 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 yeah. we took took them out, had a good time coming yeah. back now, and we're going past Battersea Zone, and literally out of nowhere, this guy runs across the road yeah. trying to catch his bus. Yeah. I think it was, it was late night, to, yeah. to be honest, nearly around twelve o'clock or something. Mm. And I only saw him when he was in right in the middle of the road. I mean, uh, it was only God who saved me at that yeah. at that moment in time. But you know, this is this is something that I mean, you've got to be careful about. I mean, missing a bus. I mean, your life is more important than missing yeah, a bus, exactly. right? So, so these these issues are there. And as as you mentioned, you're mentioning you're mentioning it, and it literally happened last night. Yeah. 
This is crazy. I, like, I just think that, you know, there should be stricter laws. Like, you know, there is jaywalking. You get tickets from police officers and stuff in mm. Canada, America and stuff. I think that there could be something with that. Because, you know, let alone a zebra crossing where you're allowed yeah. to cross. People just cross out of anywhere. And it's mm. just like, it's... it's Honestly, I think you got to understand. There's, there's, there. To be honest with you, as us as being drivers, all this, mm. how much frustration there is. I mean, in London, to get to one place to another, yeah. an hour is minimum, right? Minimum. Yeah. So, so, so it tells you the amount of cars we have. Um, you know, uh, they are n- the roads that we have. They're the same roads that we had hundred years ago, something like that. They pop. You know, mm. nothing could be done. Yeah. You can make bridges or whatever. The case, yeah. I don't know. Whoever's an expert can come and explain to us. But I think what I'm trying to say here is is yes we do need to find alternative you know uh, ways to to travel mm. right this is some something that i think we should do i mean and that is also difficult when 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 you have kids how do you take a bus from one place to another with yeah. with kids and a stroller and you know all, all of these things yeah. parking is a big problem yeah so, 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 so <laughs> the drivers are also frustrated <laughs> yeah, right of course. it's um it's it, it's it's a tough one but 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 again we're speaking about road safety and I, and I, and i think leaving um giving yourself enough time to leave is something that I've seen my dad do, right? Mm. And you know, whether it's for prayer or anything else. Yeah. Like, they will so start preparing. If the namaz is about to happen or whatever, they, they, they need to get somewhere. The journey is 15 minutes, but they start preparing an hour before. Mm. And that's what makes them get there, right? On, yeah. on time, right? So I think these are the things that, that, that we need to take into account. You know, planning in advance. Yeah. Seeing the maps, you know, um, what the condition we'll is just don't leave at the last minute exactly, uh, you know what yeah. I, i'm no one to tell anyone to do that because exactly, i do yeah. that a lot myself we're all guilty of these you things know, you know, I, so. um, for sure whenever i have prepared for like in advance yeah the fact that i'm not just stressing or just trying to get forward or you know yeah. just that stress mode that you know you always in. ask me questions i've got one for yeah, you okay go for it. so 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 so, so, so I, was, I was gonna ask you first of all have you been involved in any road rage okay and, and and if you have what is the best way to go about it of course we're not going to go uh, start shouting at people and stuff mm. like that so w- what would you do i think that the situations that i've witnessed um i think can i say something yeah before i'm interjecting why i'm saying people thinking why are you asking this question because yeah. the point is the more peaceful you are up here mm. you the better and safer the people that are on the roads go, are, are going to be because you'll be able to make conscious decisions, yeah. right? But if you've just been involved in a, an argument or road rage, you know, you, you're out of your mind, to be mm. honest. Anger is the word, you know, we, we're speaking about anger or, you know, these things. Professor Sala says it blinds you, mm. right? It blinds your reason. Of course, yeah. So that's, that's, that's the reason, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll put forward this question to you. So, um, yeah, really quickly, uh, I'll tell you, the, what I've witnessed is that um, I think tips are don't get out of the car. Yeah. That's for sure. If okay. you get out of the car, then you, you're looking for trouble. Okay. Um, I think that ultimately, really think about it first. Did you did you cut the other person off and yeah. and instigate something? Yeah. And you know what? If someone is acting erratically, yeah. you don't have to like you could just slow down, right? Like you can de-escalate the situation mm. um, because ultimately it's a very hard one. I tell you, I know it's hard because de-escalation then amounts to this guy ain't got it. Right, this is yeah, how it's taken. Course. But this is what I'm saying is it's such a test for a man mm. at that at moment in time where the prophet tells us that a strong believer is not he who defeats someone in a in a in a battle, but one who controls his emotions and anger exactly. at that time. So it's just that constant reminder that we need to tell ourselves, you know, that that, yeah. that us being in control of our emotions and you know um, 
will be able to drive better you know the, the roads will be safer mm. you you make conscious decisions and all these things at the end of the day getting into such a situation is only going to be a waste of time the other thing is is that there's enough bad drivers out there don't don't be one of them mm-hmm. <laughs> right absolutely but yeah with that i think we're going to our first guest isn't it uh, we have on the line harriet grant who specializes in writing about children particularly their right to play with this short introduction assalamu alaikum welcome to the drive time show may peace and blessings be upon you hi thank Hello. you so much no, thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank you so much for com- coming on. Um, we're discussing road safety um, uh, and, of course, the right for children to be out there and, you know, to to, to enjoy themselves. Um, as we move, you know, towards a green and sustainable future, uh, what impact does road safety have on the number of children actually playing outside? Well, what, what I think we see all of us can look around and see that we don't really see children playing outside on residential streets anymore mm-hmm. and i i've done quite a lot of writing about this and whenever i ask people who are over about 40 did you play outside they tend to say yes mm. um i don't know if you did or what, how old you are or what uh, yes. if you played outside but, um mm. it, it's often in a single generation that the children in any area are mm. mainly either indoors or they're at school or they're taken to a formal place to play like a park and what they've lost is the freedom to just perhaps be outside their own front door with a friend playing because those streets are now dominated by traffic or park cars yeah yeah in, in so a, hu- a huge shift i think in, in one generation mm-hmm. uh, what would you say to someone you know who says i mean that that is it isn't it this is where we are now we've got parks now we've got children's parks where you've got, we've got designated places for children to go and play why do you want them on footpaths over the roads well, we do, when you know it's I dangerous there's two answers one just because things are the way they are doesn't mean we have to um accept that status quo it's true that traffic has taken over residential roads mm-hmm. but who chose it i didn't do it it's it's just sort of been brought upon us and mm-hmm. i think if we look at children do we think they're healthy and happy at the moment mm-hmm. we know that in the uk i think by the time they're 11 half of all british children are obese mm-hmm. we know that we have a mental health crisis we know that high you know thousands and thousands of children are on mental health waiting lists I think I see the evidence that our children are not living playful, free lives mm-hmm. um, to, to their best well-being, and I, I think something needs to change. We probably can't completely change the way things yeah. are. I think we can make small changes. Interesting, yeah. Right, and so how can we protect children from harmful substances can, uh, uh, so that they can, they can actually play outside? Because, you know... See, I see with London especially, there's such an overcrowding that, and then everybody needs a car. So that's yeah. where it's all coming from. So, so how, how can we work against this and how can we protect the children from that? Well, it's interesting about saying everybody needs a car because I think in a lot of London boroughs, the people that don't have the cars, the poorest children of the poorest families are the ones living in the areas with the highest pollution. I know Tower Hamlets mm-hmm. um, actually is the borough where most residents don't have a car of any borough in London. Mm-hmm. Um, so often we're protecting children who some of these don't have cars from pollution. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know all the answer. I think we have to try and, it's yeah. a difficult ask, we have to try and reduce the number of car journeys that take place. There isn't really another answer. The move to electric cars isn't immediate and that's also not, not going to solve every problem. We're still going to have lots of cars on the road posing a danger to children. Yeah, I th- yeah interesting because I think one, of the, one issue could be... Um, pollution right the air pollution the sec- second thing is the safety 
the safety element. We just have too many yeah, cars. Yeah, two, two, two separate elements. Yeah, there's just too many cars. And, you know, every year, year I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, how many people, you know, pass their dry driving licenses and, you know, in... in, in the number what, of cars is increasing every year. Yeah, and, and yeah. in every household, you probably have two, three cars. I mean, two cars. I mean, I know, I have to be honest with within our family how things are. Um, so, and this topic for me as well is, is is sort of a way to really think think about. I this. own a car. I mean, I, let's be honest. Most yeah. of us, we live in a world where people do use cars, and I live. I don't live in London, and the public transport outside London is not very good. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a it's about a sort of system change and trying to get people to see that children belong in the space as much as drivers do. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. And 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 do you think? Uh, School streets should be made safer for children rather than residential roads for... I don't co- think rather than, because for me it's a different issue. School streets, and I have children in primary school, are really necessary because it's very unsafe when children are arriving and leaving school. Yeah, Children have to go to school and they arrive at this particular time in large numbers. So I, I our school's on the busy roads and they're really important, but it, it doesn't replace neighbourhood doorstep play yeah. where children will be with neighbours, where they parents, you know, where... I know people who've organised street play. They say everyone benefits. Yeah. The neighbours know each other. There's a better atmosphere on the street. We we all benefit if it's not just cars on yeah. our residential roads. Mm-hmm. So for me, two separate issues, both important. Yeah, and 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 lastly, um, in your mind, what is the best solution? I know it's a very difficult question because we need cars and. But how do you think? You know, in 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 Europe, in how we can? I know you alluded towards electric cars and that's to do with air, air pollution element but the amount of cars that, that we have electric cars is not the answer it's exactly. not the answer because it doesn't help children find yeah. public space in the streets today for me we all have to drive less we need to move towards a future where perhaps a lot of residential roads are only for the people who live on them and they're not through roads mm-hmm. so more low traffic neighbourhoods more roads at 20 miles an hour unfortunately the opposite direction our government is going is what I think is needed Perfect. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking to you, Harriet. No, Take care of yourself. You. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. I nearly forgot that number. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an interesting topic. And if you if you agree with what Harriet said, then 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 you know, or or, or if you do dis, dis disagree and and you, and you think no, we need cars. Children should stay at their designated places. There are enough parks and you know places. You know you don't want them on the footpath and. Uh, you know, or on the, on 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 the roads. Why take take a risk? If you have any valid points that you think, do call us in and and let us know because this is your program, and your say matters. Fahim, what what do you think of that? So I think it's great points, and I hear what she's saying. And the thing is, is that um, I like the community spirit. I think that I think one thing as well, it does depend on the type of area you live in. Yeah. Um, you know, I 100%. think that's, that's a big factor. Um, th- there's yeah. also the safety issues, right? Like, d- uh, there's a lot of uh, different things that go on, especially in London. You hear about stabbings all the time, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of factors at play here. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, you were talking about road rage, the amount of yeah. like, situations that yes. com- come over just like someone doing well, something silly. Um, so, I don't know. For me, I think that, yes, we need to. Uh, help and give children the opportunity to be able to play outside but I, I really I'm struggling for I, a solution exactly um, I don't think and I'm going to be honest here mm. what I think I don't think the 
it, it is an excuse that since children cannot get out of their house, in front, they, can't, they can't play from their house, they can't go to the park 10 minutes down the road, right? Okay, well, uh, what about if it's like um, they don't have a garden, Yeah. okay, and there's no like green area nearby, and then it's a difficult I one. don't have time because I'm... That's different I'm like, because that's... At the end work, of the day, I mean, we have to think of it uh, collectively. Hmm. It's not an individual problem okay right we have to think of, think of it it's, 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 a, it's a collective problem mm. or it's a collective issue if i th- only think about i i i yeah then of course you know it's it's difficult right yes um uh i do agree with the fact that there are so many cars everywhere yeah. now so when i in last this gen was looking for place to move in i had two options one was all you know th- now you probably don't get any options because <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's so much <laughs> demand no right now, right? Yeah. One was a house where if you come out of your front door, you're onto a road 40 miles an hour. Wow. Straight. Main road, yeah. Main road, right? Mm. And the other option was a 20 mile per hour road. Mm. So I said, no way I'm going, you know, for the first for, for that option of 40 miles an hour, mm. knowing how dangerous that is. Yeah. And, you know, I've got a son who just, you know, uh, there's been incidents where he's just run out onto the front porch. Mm. And, you know, so this, these things can happen. And again, you were mentioning holding hands and all these things. Yeah. This thing is very important. But again, you can never deal with this situation because there's, there's no two ways about it. You either restrict cars, we, you know, uh, or, we, okay, we, we can do campaigns about less driving. Yes, we, we need to educate people, you know, uh, go for alternative options, take your, bu- go walk down the road, take a bus. All of these things, we have discussed it before and all these things. But the reality is what it is in front front of us. We've got more and more cars every year. People are passing their licenses on this. And it's the same roads. So yeah. what can we do about it? It's so a very tough my one. Th- my thought came to, a thought came to my mind was like, you know how in high streets, there's like no car areas now. It's just walking only. I was thinking, okay, could we implement that? But then ultimately that just becomes a park, doesn't it? So you said again? I was saying that, you know, with, with high streets, there's no walking areas, right? Like they stop any sort of traffic apart from buses yeah I was thinking maybe there's an area that needs to be in each little like cul-de-sac or whatever um but uh i think this topic becomes, is a bigger discuss- that becomes parks yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so london's an old city man you've got it's, it's hard it's, it's very, very hard, hard um, to do that yeah. but I, w- I picked up one thing that we don't have enough over what they call bridges yeah we don't have enough yeah enough of them yeah i don't know what the reason walking for bridges yeah I, d- I don't know i think it's a tough one but I do what I do know is some tips and tricks for uh, parents and carers, and I was halfway through the list, so I just yeah, yeah, to yeah. Get carry on, that. please. Yes. Um, so until they are 150 centimeters <coughs> tall, all children—that's children—you can't do that to adults—should um, sit in a correctly sized and fitted ch- child seat when traveling by car. So this is very important. I think that you know you never know. Even if it's five minutes down the road, you think it'll be all right. Like just don't risk it. Um, and then children under 10 should not cycle on roads they should keep the cycle paths away from motorized traffic and children should always wear a helmet when cycling to protect their head if they fall off and you know I'm sorry but it's okay for adults to wear helmets as well like you know try to stick to cycle paths as well and uh, yeah maybe like adults don't need to sit in a car seat but Ultimately, these are all things that um, need to need to um, 
you know, uh, these are good ad- good pieces of advice. Um, but before we carry on this discussion, we're going to go to uh, our next guest, uh, who is uh, Louise Jawala, um, and prof- who is a professor emeritus uh, in the environmental design program at the University of Colorado Boulder. She serves on the Scientific Advisory Council of the Children and Nature Network and the Steering Committee of Growing Up Boulder, um, a program that involves children and teens in city planning and design. With that introduction, uh, welcome to the Drive Time Show, Louise. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for this opportunity to share with you. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, I hope it's not too uh, early in the morning or uh, for you. Um, could, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, just let, let the listeners know about yourself, your, what you do, and what you're trying to achieve with your research. Okay, yes, I can do that. Um, I started out as a teacher uh, for children um, from early childhood through elementary school. I taught different grades. And I found myself becoming really interested in what they learned outside of school, Mm. what kind of community resources there were for learning outside of school and how well communities supported Mm-hmm. children's development, um, and I did a master's degree in education and child development, but I, because I discovered early on this is really what I was interested in, I began to focus on that um, early in my master's degree, and then I went on and did a doctoral degree in environmental psychology, which studies exactly these kinds of things, people's relationships with the physical places in their lives, such as the the public spaces in their communities, their parks, their school grounds, their schools. Um, and so my, the goal of my work all along has been how do we create optimal environments for children to grow up in. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And why is it that, you know, we see children's lives have moved more indoors now? Uh, what sort of factors contribute to this? Well, I, I caught the, you know, the uh, person who was speaking before me, and um, there's certainly road traffic and mm-hmm. um, getting around, uh, having independent mobility to get around by, by bikes or walking. Um, there are a lot of fears because traffic has increased. Um, I, I've been following this series since the late 1970s, and there's absolutely no question that that, um, on the whole, there's more traffic yeah. in our communities, and and of course that's something where parents want to make sure their children are, are protected and their children are safe. Um, I think, you know, we also have a, I and mean, one of the findings with um, TV watching is yeah. that the more people watch TV, the more fearful they are about what is out in out yeah. there in their community. And uh, so there's a greater fear about, um, you know, the children getting kidnapped and uh, criminals out there. Uh, but in, in many cases, um, statistics show that actually uh, these risks have not increased. But, people, but parents' fears about them have increased. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be much more protective about letting their children just go out and you know, go off on their own to meet their friends in the community, in their community, in the neighborhood, and play with them. So there's greater fear there. 
And then, of course, now we have all those attractions and enticements of digital screens, which are designed to kind of hook, um, you know, children and adults and, and kind of addict them to, to watching and being stuck to the screen all day. And I know in, in the United States, for example, they say that now children on average are spending like seven hours or more of their day on a screen of one kind or another. Interesting. And since um, you're involved in, in, in a program that involves, you know, city planning and design, right? Um, I wanted to ask you, what could be done? Because we, we've been thinking about this and, and it's hard to get our head around this. What could be done to, let's say, an old city like London, where there's traffic, you know, increasing every year. There, there, mm-hmm. there are more drivers, there are more, there are more cars every year. Um, we haven't been able to, you know, uh, in our, you know, we were dis- discussing this earlier, come to any sort of, uh, you know, conclusion where we can say, look, this is a sol- solution for it. What would you say about that? Well, I, I would say that there needs to be really a, a, a public understanding that for children to have freedom to get out of their house and move around and find, you know, the cultural places, the parks, the playgrounds, uh, um, in their communities to be able to move around independently to meet up with their friends and kind of make their own plans for play. Uh, these are really important aspects of child development, and they need to be prioritized. Um, cities are not just for cars, they're for people too, and they're for young people too. And I know there are um, initiatives in, in London too uh, called home zones, um, which involves creating streets, residential streets that are really demarcated, as first of all, for people, including children's play and children's free movement, um, by slowing the traffic, um, you know, drastically slowing it down as they move through those streets and um, putting up signage that this is, first of all, you know, a place where there are people, there are children, um, and they have the priority to the street in these home zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are, of course, um, as, as events, closing off streets and just having street fairs in, in communities, but that's more of a, um, an occasional intervention. But uh, having set aside, really physically set aside, um, you know, ways along the street for pedestrians and for bicycles. I worked in Norway for two years, and in Scandinavian cities, it's just the norm that bicycle and, and um, pedestrian paths are physically separated, separated from the street with traffic. So there'll be like a strip of, of green, of, of grass, or um, a strip of trees that separate the mm-hmm. pedestrian pathways and the um, is it traffic? And so these are you know, approaches to city planning and design and also, also to community activities. Interesting. And, um, and then, uh, you know, parents, I mean, kids do, most kids do have cell phones now, so their parents, they can make agreements with their parents that their parents can check in on them and say they're letting them walk to school. 
is simply walking to school has declined. There's the walking school bus approach where um, the young parent will volunteer to be the bus driver or bus leader for the day, and they'll stop at the different houses along the way, and children are doing that. So there's a group of them walking mm-hmm. to school together, and, and that's a, a good, healthy approach, too, and everybody's getting exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know kids arrive at school more ready to learn when they have had that, that period of walking and being out and, and some fresh air and exercise. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Professor Louise. It, it, it was a pleasure speaking to you, um, and hopefully we'll speak to you again. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 0208-687-7878 is the number to call. We're speaking about uh, road safety, whether our streets are safe enough for our children to play on, or whether they should even play on our streets. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, I think that this is a tough one for me. I think that there's not a single side that I come down on quite easily on this one, as with most mm-hmm. f- discussions. Yeah. I find myself thinking, okay, would I want my son to go out and play? Um, I would uh, <coughs> make sure that I take him to a park yeah. rather than let him exactly. That's it's just there. That's exactly, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm of the same opinion as well. I would never take a risk. Of, of having my child play outside mm. never but it the fact that we feel that way that we automatically feel that there's a risk yeah is there something that can be done to make us feel more comfortable that you we just let them go out the front door and just play in the front garden and out and about if it's there. fenced properly if it, if it's fenced properly in a way that they're mm. they're, they're not on the footpath or because as I said you can have different opinions but as I said from the hadith that we mentioned right at the beginning at the start, the paths and you know um, and the roads are there for people to travel. Yeah. You know, if you're and and you shouldn't that that shouldn't hinder, you know, that aspect of, you know, of of um, travel as well. I mean, I mean, for people to travel, that's an that's an important part. This is why the prophet said that there is a right of that, of that road. That that you know, if you're going to have if you're going to be on the streets, then you need to make sure that you give. You know, it, you give the you know, the roads or the paths its due right, mm. right? Um, that you lower your gaze and 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 you be kind and you, you know, repel evil, uh, you know, refrain from harming people. Again, that sometimes it could be the harm could come because because the roads, yes, there there has to be there there should be less cars. Let's be very honest. There's the, nobody would dis- disagree with that, right? Yeah. But but the point is, there there will always be cars on the road, right? Just as now we have certain protesters, right, stopping traffic, and you know that that is never um, encouraged mm. in 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 Islam. That's not the way to go about it. Where you have someone in the car saying, "I've got an appointment for my, you know, I've got a hospital appointment for my child, or I have to drop my child yeah, to school." That, yeah. Yet they don't they 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 don't care about it at all. So so I think this these sort of measures and this way of going about things is is never encouraged Islam. And it's 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 not some something that we, we we endorse at all, but yes, we're going to 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 uh, next to our next special guest. We're speaking to Tim Gill, who's an independent scholar and global advocate for children's play and mobility. He is a former director of the Children's Play Council. Assalamualaikum, peace and blessings of God be upon you, and welcome to the Drive Time Show. 
Thank you very much. Salam alaikum. Hello. <laughs> Walaikum assalam. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us. Uh, you know, we're speaking about uh, for the past uh, forty-five minutes. We've been speaking about uh, road safety and whether our children should be on the road, whether sh- they should be able to uh, go out and 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 play, uh, you know, in front of our houses. Could you tell us a little bit about first of all your your yourself and what you do, uh, and, and and of course your aims too. Sure. Yes. So, I fly the flag for children to be able to play outdoors, uh, to get around their neighbourhoods safely, um, and to gradually expand their horizons. And I've mm-hmm. been doing that work for uh, a long time now. I think it's a vital part of a happy and a healthy childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a dad. I've got a grown-up daughter. I've lived in East London for uh, over 30 years. Um, and actually, most of my work doesn't focus on parents. It's mm-hmm. about trying to get everybody else to take this issue more seriously. So councils, schools, uh, planners, yep. everybody needs to work together to make it easier for children to be outdoors and for parents to, to let them. Right. And yeah. um, since now we now have residential streets mostly filled with vehicles causing issues with road safety or pollution, do you believe that these could be key factors in why outdoor play uh, is it not encouraged for this generation compared to the last yes i think traffic is absolutely key um it's the every time we ask parents why they don't want to let their kids out um it's the top reason they're really worried about traffic danger mm-hmm. and actually that's been the case for for, for decades but the problem is it isn't getting any better mm-hmm. um and also, we know that if we look at what's happening in other countries mm-hmm. um, where they manage traffic better, mm-hmm. and, you know, you see, a, you see a neighbourhoods are, are, are better places. So I've spent time in cities in the Netherlands and Germany, mm-hmm. for example, where it's, you know, it's not unusual to see seven, eight-year-olds uh, getting to school on their own or, or, or going to the park to play with their friends. Yeah. So it shows that, you know, we can make a difference, mm-hmm. but... You know, I know it's not always going to be easy, uh, and uh, you know we've we've had cars around for a long time, and and lots of people depend on cars. Yeah. But I think the more we we think about children and how much they would benefit, the more likely it is that we can build support to yeah. make neighbourhoods better. Because nobody wants to live in neighbourhoods mm-hmm. where you know they're completely dominated by traffic. True. True. Yes. It's an in- interesting point you made about you know other countries such as the Netherlands. What are you know sort of some of the things? Because you know our listeners might be thinking, what are some of the things they may have done, you know, in order to have that situation improve? Yeah, I think uh, in the Netherlands, one thing that anyone who's who will see if they visit a Dutch city, uh, firstly they they have got really good cycle lanes and walking networks and lots of parks and green space. So yeah. every neighbourhood. Uh, you know, the, the, the traffic is managed and the, the routes are there so that kids can get to school on their own or by bike. Uh, you know, they have green spaces and, and, and pocket parks, not just big yeah. destination parks. Mm-hmm. But so they think a lot about how their their towns and cities can be designed mm. so that there's less of an emphasis on, you know, cars being able to get everywhere quickly yeah. and more of an emphasis on people being able to walk and cycle and and enjoy the outdoors and that goes for children and adults of course so i think that's you know it's it's like i say it's, it's not going to happen overnight yeah but what 
they show is that you can, over time, really make a shift and help to move away from neighbours that are really dominated by cars and towards more livable places, uh, which are, of course, healthier, there's less pollution, yep. and children can play out more. Absolutely. And, 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 and also considering how we live in a digital world where technology is, is, is basically part of our lives now, and, and, and the current gen, gen, generation as well, uh, what can we do to encourage outdoor play more, uh, you know, especially in the, in the summer holidays? Although we yeah. haven't had much sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we could do with a bit more sun, I think. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things about the digital world is that children, why are they spending time online? Partly it's because that's where they can meet their friends, where they mm. can socialize. And so um, if we can make it easier for children and teenagers to meet their friends and socialize, IRL in real life then they will maybe be a bit less you know prone to spend loads of time on screens and mm -hmm. children themselves tell us this when we, when we take the time to ask children you know would, would you rather be spending more time on your devices or would you rather be seeing your, your friends and peers um, face to face well the answer is really clear so you know I, I keep back coming back to this need to to think about how we can create these places parks play spaces squares and and streets you know kids still play in the streets if they get the chance and you know and, and place more of an emphasis on that and i think for families one of the things that i'd invite families and parents to think about is where are those places locally mm -hmm. where you can maybe you know uh uh go with your children that, that are nearby, that are fun, and maybe you can coordinate with other families. Yeah. Because as I say, you know, we're a social species. You know, we, we thrive on, on that contact with, with our friends and, and, and with our wider family and with our community. Mm. And um, when you see a great park or, or, or a really attractive, well-located um, play area, mm -hmm. it's alive with people because that's where people want to go to so so i'd say think about you know where you might be able to 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 spend some time and also think about how you might be able to put some pressure on the council or on um you know uh, yeah. your local parks to 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 make those places better because i know in a lot of towns and cities our parks and our play areas are pretty run down and that's one of the problems mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, one of the things that we haven't, sp you know, spoken about or discussed with you is your book, No Fair: Growing Up in a Risk of a Society. Can you, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, you know, maybe highlight some of the key points from your book? Sure. So that book was really a plea for us to take a more balanced approach to thinking about safety with children. Of mm -hmm. course, you know, everybody wants their children to be safe. Yeah. But we also, we all want, I, I say this as a parent, we want our children to grow up to be, you know, confident mm. and capable people, people who can, you know, kind of find their way in life, who can maybe, you know, bounce back from some of the everyday yeah. ups and downs that we're always going to face. We're, we're always going to face, you mm. know, the world sadly is is not entirely safe 
Um, Of course, there are lots of things that we need to do to make the world safer. But, you know, there will always be challenges. And so the message of the book was, uh, let's think about how we can create those opportunities for children to learn for themselves how to keep themselves safe, how to, you know, find their way in life. Um, and, and that part of that is about not getting completely overprotective with children and instead taking a more balanced approach, just weighing up, you know, the good things that happen. So for parents, for instance, one of the things I'd invent, I, I really encourage parents to think about is, is, you know, how much appetite their children have to get to grips with the world around them. It's one of the kind of distinctive things about the young of any species. You you can see it with with puppies and Mm. and kittens. They want to get to grips with the world. So so how can we take a more balanced approach and recognize that some of that that appetite is is a really healthy appetite? um, And if we... we try too hard to protect children from all mm. possible harm, we actually deprive them of the very experiences that help them learn how to look after themselves. So we can go too far. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that we, you know, just completely let children uh, run wild. Of course, we need to take some balance. Yeah. But the book was really about saying maybe we've, in some ways, we've taken things too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, you know, a lot of playgrounds these days have become really dull and boring places yeah. because there was this really big focus on safety. Yeah. And so, you know, it, that's not doing anybody any good. Children aren't going to want to spend any time there because it's too boring. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll either just spend time on their screens or they'll maybe try and find somewhere that's actually more dangerous. True. So that's a really good example of where I thought, you know, I tried to make the case mm-hmm. for a more balanced approach in and and the book came out about 15 years ago and, and i think it has made a difference um, mm-hmm. and certainly i i still focus a lot on playgrounds in my work and i, and I think yeah. we have seen some more interesting and stimulating playgrounds in the sure. last 10 years than maybe were around you know 15 or 20 years ago mm-hmm. Well, wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, it was a great discussion that we had. We learned a lot here in the studio as well. Uh, and we're looking forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Great. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. We are speaking to Tim, who's an independent scholar and global advocate for children's play and nobility. This is so wonderfully put, you know, the way he, he, he laid out the balance, right? Mm. Um, and I remember gr- growing up, I didn't have our parents look, looking over us 24-7, right? Yeah. They trusted us, uh, you know, with our bikes and when we went out. Although, you know, we did, did you know, we did such certain um, things that were not right. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and we learned. And I think this is what he's trying to, try, 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 trying to say that there, that there needs to be a balance. So this, this is yeah. exactly what, what, what Islam advocates for as well. That, yeah. that, that, that we need Young uh, leaders, you know, why do we have at Falul Ahmadiyya, Khudamul Ahmadiyya, these organizations that that we had from young age, um, you know, these these uh, you know children who, who are coming into adulthood are given different responsibilities and they they have these challenges, you know, 
and different activities, you know, football tournaments, whatever it is, you know, these hiking trips to, that is a reason for it so that people can get out, you know, these children can get out. They can, they, they can make new friends, new yeah. bonds, right? They, they can be with people even that they disagree with, how to navigate, mm-hmm. you know, in, in life because you're, you're not always going to be around people that you agree with. So, you know, these are all okay. of the things that, that children That's need to learn. It's really good points because um, I think there's a tendency these days to have helicopter parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're just trying to control every single aspect of their child's lives. In most cases, for very good intentions. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, but ultimately, if you are constantly, for example, if your toddler is running around and you're constantly chasing after them, trying to stop them from hitting anything, how are they ever going to learn? right to not hit anything and yeah you could do what you can and obviously if you see them in danger you protect them exactly but ultimately you cannot be there 24 7 for the whole of their lives so you need to teach them to navigate it themselves and help themselves and i think that this is one of those things you know absolutely okay so we're coming to we only got about three minutes just with in like 30 40 seconds having gone through this program what is your opinion now in terms of whether we should we should have less cars. What what is your conclusion on this topic? So I think pollution is a problem regardless of this situation. Yeah, I think so. We should always have less cars. That's that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I say that plainly because I think that is impa- impacting our environment and the amount of traffic that we have as a result of this. You know, there's high-rise flats going up in every area, in every spare bit of land, every car park, every situation is turning into high-rise flats and increased population yes. which means increased traffic uh, and then even more people to be affected by it so i think for that there should definitely be um impacts and changes mm-hmm. um and uh, if you're asking me the question are our streets safe enough to, for our children to play on i don't think they are mm-hmm. um and i think that that is why we need to utilize parks green spaces a lot more uh, regularly and efficiently. Uh, if you're asking me whether children should be staying inside in front of screens, I also think that that shouldn't happen. They should get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, I've answered all of the potential like nuances to this this topic yeah. that we've discussed. But um, yeah, again, if you yeah, end with your we, thoughts. No, we agreed that it, it it's a diff- difficult one for us. But I think yes, in in the current situations that 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 we have, um, those who are making policies, who are approving these, you know high rises should take into account uh you know green spaces parks and all of these things children to be able to go out into safe places and play all of these things should 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 be there um but yeah i i, I totally agree with what you, what you said our roads are not safe enough for our children mm. to be out there independently and yes and i think at a certain age yes they can you know they can go out you know mm. independently and we have to trust them and see know where things go f- uh, you know from there but yeah we're coming to the end of the program we we've learned um you know and i think this is one of the most important things mm. although we we're the one presenting this this program but this the, the, the times that we learn so much more for sure you know, yeah. from from our guests so road safety is a big issue that 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 is putting uh, children at risk and not just are being harmed physically but the dangers of roads are also restricting children from unleashing their full imagination and developing physically um, you should always be wary of road safety and make sure that children are in 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 in, in a safe environment. Uh, the main thing is to educate your children uh, around the rules of, you know, road safety. Um, mm. It is important as 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 a parent to start with setting an example for our children, 
from a young age as you know they say children are the greatest mimics and the holy prophet peace be upon him said do not curse a child for when you curse angels add let it be like that and like that it becomes so address a child politely courteously for a child is a great mimic it will certainly imitate you so that's that's the message that we want to end with be a good example if you can walk you know a few steps down and you know at, at the crossing and you know cross the road do that instead of yeah. Just you know, going don't just tell road. your children to do it yourself as well. Exactly, show them, uh, and that's the most important thing. Do not go anywhere. We'll be coming back with the, with the sec- second hour with an important topic of marriage, all of the issues around it, and I know it's going to be uh, an interesting topic for Fahim, of course. Uh, so I'd, join us, you. Uh, of course, yeah, and 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 <laughs> and, and for for everyone is an everyone, interesting topic, yeah. right? Those who are married and who are, those who are un- unmarried. Very so sure. stay tuned. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back shortly. Uh, after the news break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, you're joined by myself, Raheel Ahmed and Fahim Nasser again for the second hour of uh, the show here at Voice of Islam. We are going to be discussing another uh, important topic, which is marriage. What is the secret to success? Uh, uh, you know, an English translation of of the Arabic sermon, which is usually delivered on the occasion of uh, solemnization of marriage, Muslim marriage, is as follows. It reads, All praise is due to God. We laud him. We beseech help from him and ask his forgiveness. We confide in him and we trust in him alone. And we seek protection with Allah against the evils and mischief of ourselves and from the vices of our deeds. Whomsoever God guideth to the right path, none can misguide him. And whomsoever he declares mis- uh, misled, None can guide him onto the right path. And we bear witness that none is worthy of worship but God. He is alone and has no partner. And we bear witness that Muhammad is a servant and, and, and messenger. This is then followed by the translation of the following verses of the Quran which read, O ye people, fear your Lord who created you from a single soul and its kind and its kind uh, created its mate. And from them twan spread many men and women and fear Allah in whose name you appeal to one another and fear him, particularly respecting ties of kinship. Verily Allah watches over you. O you who believe, fear Allah and say the straightforward word. He will set right your actions for you and forgive you your sins and whoso obeys Allah and his messenger shall surely attain a supreme triumph. O you who believe, be mindful of your duty to Allah and let every soul look to what it sends forth uh, for 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 tomorrow, and fear Allah. Verily, Allah is well aware of what you do. So these are this is the the, the guidance, let's say, which is outlined uh, in the Holy Quran, hmm. which is which which these verses are particularly recited during the ceremony that takes place, which announces the, the officially announces the marriage. Um, we're going to discuss this further uh, uh, with 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 our special guest that we have in studio. We we are joined by. Uh, Nassar Orchard, who is currently the National Secretary for the Moral Training of the uh, Ahmadiyya community members and also the Secretary f- of, of Reconciliation Pre- and Post-Counseling. With this short introduction, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you so much for coming on on a, such, a, such a short notice. Uh, well, welcome, Salam. Jazakallah for having me. You mm-hmm. know, I feel very honored and privileged to be here. Thank you so much. Um, so we haven't got any as I said, no prepared questions. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's simply mm-hmm. what, what comes to our mind we're going to ask you. Um, you've been involved in this, uh, how long have you been involved in this work, firstly, with regards to 
uh, you know, being the National Secretary, moral training, and as well as, you know, uh, taking care of the reconciliation and counseling aspect. It's been a good 10 years now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I must say that I do have these titles, but I've never been on a university course in yeah. order to study them. All these things come with experience, okay? And yeah. I certainly do have much experience. So yeah. I'm not, I won't pass myself off, off as an expert, but yeah. at the end of the day, nothing can really beat experience. Absolutely. So from that point of view, that's I what I have to share. I think that's, that's, that's one thing that distinguishes this community, isn't it? That, 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 that you're put into a work that you know nothing about, but with, with time and with experience, you know, with effort, being yeah. there, with effort, of course, you learn, you learn and, 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 and you tend to then guide people, uh, you know, who are, who are coming along as well, uh, youngsters. And I know you have, uh, you know, a huge team of, of missionaries, you know, as well as other others who help you in this, in this endeavour as well. Most definitely. I mean, even though I was inexperienced when I came into this job, and I do get a lot of guidance from very, very knowledgeable people, whether it's from a secular knowledge or Islamic knowledge or just general day-to-day knowledge. (coughs) I mean, for example, you've just read out the... the marriage vows yeah. of an Islamic marriage, which is mm. called a nikah. Yeah. And um, you know, when you think about it, the marriage vows within a Christian wedding is probably no different. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about you know the couple being there in in, in health and in sickness to yeah. cherish and to love and so forth. Yeah. If you look at the uh, Islamic uh, marriage vows, very very similar. Mm-hmm. It talks about there's one word that's mentioned, taqwa. Taqwa. Yeah. The translation of that is righteousness. And what what is righteousness? It's all about being kind, being respectful, being loving, being respect, uh, being patient, being sympathetic, and many many more things. Mm-hmm. So again, the foundation of marriage are these exact marriage vows. Uh, where people say yes and yes to at the beginning, <laughs> but <laughs> but, it, it, but it's the <coughs> implementation of it for mm. the rest of your life because yeah. marriage is a lifelong project. It's not just for a couple of years; it's for life, you know. Yeah. And they have to keep reminding. If anything that I do emphasize during my counselling sessions, whether it's pre or post, it is basically the implementation of righteousness, because mm-hmm. you know that tends to, let's say, go out of the window. That tends to go out of the window when couples do face challenges and most definitely there will be challenges in marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. marriage is such an exciting thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about it, when boy and girl are engaged to be married, they can't wait to be together again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. once they're together, oh, they're going to have a roller coaster life. You know, yeah, you think about it, uh, both husband and wife, they come home every day, they see the same face every day, they hear the same voice every day, something's going to give, you see. And that's when you have to apply those marriage vows in challenging times, well, actually in all kind of times, in difficult times, in easy times, in happy times, or in sad times. One thing mm-hmm. that remains, should remain high in any situation, are the vows that you promised each other mm-hmm. on the day of your marriage. But sadly, the heat of the moment tends to get to people and they forget about these marriage vows. But that's my best piece of advice. Remember what you promised each other on the day of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so speaking of advice that you give, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, when when uh, a couple comes to you uh, in, in the beginning, like what type of advice do you start off with? Again, it's exactly what um, um, Mr. Raheel mentioned. He recited the Arabic uh, uh, nikah sermon. And that one word that's mentioned is taqwa, righteousness. That means the foundation of marriage is righteous. Actually, the foundation of a 
of a life is righteous, being good to each other. It's yeah. a simple. Because the, if I was to ask you, you have friends, okay? You're yeah. nice to them, and they're nice to you. You know, so this, so in marriage, so be nice. You, to you're what? asked to be nice <laughs> to your partner. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. but when it comes to marriage, it always seems to be something different. Yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. Just yeah. being nice. Yeah, to each it's, other. and 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 I think it's 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 slightly more than that because we know from the example of our beloved prophet where he tells us, "Khairukum khairukum li ahlihi," that the best of the best of you are who are the best of their family. Mm. Where where we have where you know I've experienced you know within within, within the families where people are very nice to people outside. You know they meet they're very nice and they're very open. But when they go back to their homes, it's it's a total different person. Exactly. Why, why do you think that, that, that is the case? Well, no, I just kind of mentioned it about you see the same old face, you hear the same old voice every day. Yes. Somebody's going to give. Mm. I mean, you're, you know, whenever I do a session, I actually quote a poem, and it's by Confucius. Okay. You know? mm. He was a very righteous, very learned, very wise person. Mm. And the po- it's a very short poem. It says that if there is righteousness, again, there's the word righteous, taqwa. Yeah. If there's righteousness in your heart, then... There will be beauty in your character. And if there is beauty in your character, then there will be harmony in your home, in your home. You have to protect your home. It's the, it's the most important, integral part of your life. When you go to work, you leave home to go to work. When mm. you finish your work, you go back home. Home is such an integral part. You have to protect your home. And, um, and you have to keep that in mind. You know, protect your home at all times. You want harmony. So I get look forward to going home. Mm-hmm. Know that your wife's going to be at home. Knowing that your husband's going to be at home. Mm-hmm. So re- in reality, the home is so important. Yeah. Protect your home at all times. Yeah. Uh, interesting. And, and you know, c- the current society that uh, Sasa we're living in, the idea of marriage kind of has faded away. Has it? Yes. I don't think it has. You think so? Because people are still getting married. (laughs) People still want to get married. But But when you go out and speak to people, you know, because dating is very, things that usually come after marriage is very easily available to people. So why sign a paper? You know, these are the conversations that when we have a young Young kids and also and also commitment loyalty. Yeah. I'm mm. there for you yeah. again in the in the Christian <coughs> um, marriage vows in in, um, in health and in sickness. Yeah. You know, if you are feeling sick, who are you going to turn to? You mm. want your wife to look after you and vice versa. Okay, you know. So basically, you need a partner. You need someone. Just imagine you're living by yourself and you're in need. Mm-hmm. You you would love to have your soulmate. And that soulmate is okay. Your partner. I, since we're talking about marriage here, I, your wife, your husband. Mm. Okay, so that's why it's so important to have a loyal partner, mm. I, your spouse. Right, and so what are some like consistencies of like issues that come across and how to deal with mm. them? Well, there's so many, there's yeah, so many. I'm you sure. see, <laughs> what a, a small thing may be a big thing to someone and a big thing may be a small mm-hmm. thing to someone. Mm-hmm. But if I was to, let's say, share four things with you okay mm-hmm. quickly yeah in Please. my experience because i do pre and post marriage counseling okay yeah. number one <laughs> are parents mm. parents naturally will always guide their children but this is about parent interference parents mm. get involved yeah. too much sometimes yeah. it's a very very thin dividing line between guidance and interference that's why parents have to recognize this 
But, you know, parents just get far too involved and parents will say, oh, we're just, we're just helping them. But from <laughs> the other side, oh, there they go again, they're interfering. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. parent interference, number okay. one. Yeah. Number yeah. two is anger, mm. anger. Oh, you know, everyone's got anger. I've got anger. You've got anger. Yeah. You, we all have anger. But you have to control your anger. Because I told you earlier in that short poem, yeah. you know, your home, there has to be harmony in your home. Mm. And you have to control yourself, you know. Because husbands and wives, when they start living together, there's going to be habits that each other don't like of each other. Mm. They may express it in a very frustrating and an anger kind of way. Yeah. And it just takes one second to destroy the atmosphere of the house. Yeah. And then after that, it's, oh, oh I'm sorry for what I've done. Yes, and yes. then it's the making up part, which yeah. is a nice part. But unfortunately, mm. it may take hours, it may take days, it may take weeks to make up. So it just takes one second of show of anger to yeah. destroy the atmosphere of the home. But they may take a long, long time to rebuild that. Mm. Number three, <laughs> number three is mobile phones. Oh, People oh, are married to their mobile phones these days, <laughs> as opposed to each other. You know, <laughs> I asked them before. I asked a couple before they go to sleep, where do you put your mobile phone? Yeah. They say, oh, next to my bed. They say, under my pillow and all that. I said, that's wrong. I always tell them a bedroom secret in my home, okay? Mm. If my wife walks into the main bedroom <laughs> with her mate of telephone, I kindly and polite tell her to leave with it. She's only allowed into the main bedroom without it. She's got a bit better these days to allow it, okay? So here's a tip for everyone, to husbands and wives, leave your mobile phone outside, especially the main bedroom. Interesting. Okay? Interesting. It interferes so much. Yeah. And the fourth one, as we mentioned, taqwa, righteousness. There's a lack of taqwa, a lack of righteousness. Uh, rather than showing kindness, uh, respect, love, they show anger and frustration. Why would you do this? Why would you do that? Mm. As opposed to showing forgiveness and over overseeing these shortcomings of other people. Okay, mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, remember the... Uh, our beloved prophet, yeah. peace be upon him, he said there's two different types of wars or jihads, yeah? Mm -hmm. The small jihad is the one in the battlefield, because we all think it's the big jihad yeah. killing each other, yeah? No, but the big jihad is your, your soul, your inner self, how to control yourself, how to mm. display you know, good moral values to your spouse and, to, and to, to your fellow human being in general in life. Very so yeah. um, I wanted to ask, we've asked you uh, the problems that you've seen. What, let's look at the flip side. So what's been like that you've seen where people have had you know, successful marriages? Mm. You see, that's the thing. You don't really hear about the yeah. successful marriages. <laughs> this is what I mean. You like, just, I you just hear about <laughs> Oh, but I should say, I don't want to paint a doom and gloom of picture course. about marriage, okay? Because when you hear of an unfortunate, sad story of a couple breaking up, mm. I tell you now, but for every one successful story, there's probably... A, Sorry, for, for, so for every one unsuccessful story, you probably have 100 successful mm. stories that we don't really don't hear about, you see, yeah? Mm. So... Yeah, we focus on, unfortunately, trying to rebuild and reconcile a couple. But a couple are getting on fine. Hey, we, yeah. you know, there's nothing to say to them. Yeah, but one, uh, another thing that I think usually I've asked you away from this, this, this program, but I want to ask you here as well, is someone involved in this type of work, it must take a toll. There has to come a time where, because again, you're, you're mentioning the good sides are not mentioned and, and, and it's always the problems and mm -hmm. that you have to deal with. And you yourself, being a human being, have to come back to a family, have to come back to a home, as you mentioned. 
how do you create the harmony within you with knowing all of these problems? Well, I like to think that probably helps me in my own household, you say. Okay. I mean, I have to practice what I preach. And um, yes, for my own personal self, yeah, life is still challenging for me. I'm, I'm as much of a human being as the next <coughs> person. And uh, when I see a, a potential uh, issue that may cause a rift, I try to avoid it. But I'll put my hand up as well. I'm a weak person. And, um, and maybe things... Uh, happen that shouldn't happen even in my own house okay mm -hmm. I mean mm -hmm. I'm being very straightforward yeah. but the thing is I like to think that I will try to rectify it as, as quickly as possible and that's what you should do try to nip it in the bud as soon as possible uh, here's another tip actually yeah. to all you couples out there okay yeah? <laughs> yeah you know there's one small little magical word that people find it very difficult to say you know what that word is sorry, sorry. Mm -hmm. you know because of people's ego yeah you know it gets in the way. They say, oh, why should I say sorry? You know, mm. Even if it's not your fault, if you feel your marriage is so, so important, learn to say sorry, even if it's not your fault, mm. so that your relationship can get back on track. You know, you know the effect of when someone says, well, mm. say sorry sincerely. Don't say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, say it sincerely yeah, from your yeah. heart, okay? Because it has a profound effect. You know, a few words. I'm sorry. I'm really, really. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> okay. Another, another question I had was, you know, externally I've heard ha ha having a certain space between, you know, people talk about their own personal time, mm. right? You know, they they say because you're for, alone for, time. Yeah. Alone time. We're always coming back to home. Uh, same person, same story. Listen to the same thing again. Same conversation. Everything. Uh, you know, what do they say? Ignite the light or whatever they call it, right? Is there, any, is there anything of that sort within Islam or is there anything of that sort that you you tell people to do in your counselling or not? I do very much so. And okay. it, it, look, this is not rocket science, by the way, okay, yeah? You know, when a couple want to marry, that means they want to be together. That means they want to do things together, okay? And I emphasise that. I tell them very, very straightforward, don't get bored of each other. Enjoy each other's company. Do things together. Like go shopping together. Go for a walk in the park together. Um, and go on short breaks together. Do things together. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's gonna there's gonna come a time when you need your own space. That's understandable, okay? Mm -hmm. Because life is a li marriage is a lifelong project. Yeah. You know, so there will be times when you need your own space and expect it. So again, and give know. that space to the other, yeah. other, other, other yeah. Side, and I, look, that will naturally develop as well. You have your yeah. own interests, you have your own hobbies. You need to, you need your own space. But again, the emphasis on you're a married couple. Yeah. Enjoy each other's company. Don't get bored of each other. It is challenging, okay. But the solution is the application <coughs> of righteousness, being nice to each other. Yeah. You know what's so difficult about being nice? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you do get uh, issues from that point of view. The idea of children, I was going to ask you last, you know, you've got to get to prayers as well. Um, that has a, you know, there's a great emphasis within Islam. One of the reasons why mm. we get married is progeny, yeah. right? Um, that is, is that also an aspect from, from, from the parent side of things? You know, you're talking about getting involved and stuff like that. How do you deal with, with when there is such a situation where, well, this is such a personal thing for those yeah. couple is their decision, whatever the case is. What is the Islamic instruction on that? Because one thing is, one of the reasons of getting married is to, to have prior progeny. Second question is, when to have it? it? Is it their choice? Or is it something that is encouraged within Islam? Um, 
you basically answered the question in your, uh, answer the question okay. yourself. I mean, yes, one of the main purposes of marriage is to have children, progeny. Um, there's various different aspects about children, but mm-hmm. when I do counselling, okay, um, uh, there's one thing I emphasise on is that the parents of the newborn children, their parents they have rights over their children, okay? Because mm-hmm. here's another thing I see mm. um, in couples that when they have a child, remember that your parents have rights over your children, the grandparents, okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. It brings so much joy and happiness to them. Yeah. yeah. And they should not be ignored. But I have also noticed that sometimes, you know, like for example, the firstborn is a son, the father is very proud, uh, he has my little boy and all that, <laughs> okay? And if they get, the parents get so possessive, they don't want mm. to let go. They say, okay, they can go and see their grandparents maybe for a couple of hours, they can't stay in the evening, okay? They put restrictions on the parents, no, you don't do that, yeah. okay? Um, because there's fear of, they have that possessive a- yes, attribute, yes, okay? Yeah. They should right, share your children with both sets of parents, okay? Mm-hmm. Share your children with both sets of parents. And also, one other thing about, ch- I've told, I said earlier on that couples, they should learn to do things together, yeah. right? Go shopping, go for a walk, go on holidays. Yeah. And another thing is also, you know, they should pray together as well, okay? Mm-hmm. When they pray together, you know, the children, they automatically copy the parents, so if the couple pray together, husband and wife, from day one, okay, of their marriage, you know, when children come along, yeah. they will copy their parents. If the parents don't pray together, yeah. then who are they to copy, okay? So these are two aspects of, out of many things in relation to children. Remember that you know, the grandparents, they have rights over your children and make sure those rights are fulfilled. Absolutely. Thank you. It was, it was, it was wonderful having you in the studio. Jazakallah. May no, no, bless you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And, and maybe next time as well. Please call I'll me back. I will no, do, no yeah. maybe. Definitely. Okay. I will do. Def- okay. Definitely. Inshallah. Really thank you very much. Thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum. Join us after a short break. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome back to uh, <laughs> what we were discussing marriage, right? Uh, <coughs> so much to learn from Nasar um, Ochar Sahib. I mean, so many good nuggets that he gave us with regards to marriage because he's, he's involved in the moral training of the community he goes up and down the country you know regularly speaking to members and this and you see you know when he was speaking about not having a degree or anything uh, you know of that sort in in this particular field but experience speaking to people yeah. what works what you know, what doesn't work um so I, I, I think it was wonderful to have him uh, you know in 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 our, in our in our studio of course yeah, I, I just, he's such a good speaker as well. I think that he communicates really well. And that takes me on to the next point. I think that communication is really key Yeah. Um, in any marriage. And um, I heard about this, uh, one of my friends was telling me about uh, someone who's doing um, a nikah. And um, yeah. they said that the, the, the success, the um, marriage success comes from three T's, right? The first T uh is to uh spend time with your mm-hmm. partner yeah right the second t 
uh, is to talk and communicate with your partner. Yeah. And the third T is have a cup of tea with your with your partner. <laughs> and um, you know, just I think that that's um, something that like is is a great way to just put it that you should um, connect with each other, spend that time together, and communicate. And as um, Nisar just have said, uh, you know, it's it's really important to make sure that uh, <coughs> you you pray together because yeah. that is that is ultimately going I think to be something. Yeah, that it's really wonderful the you. point you made about communication. Um, but I've always thought I've always been thinking about this from experience. I think communication is very very important, mm. but comprehension is even more important. So listening, listening mm. is an understanding. Listening, so I, I could yeah. be listening to you, yeah. not not understanding, yeah. but comprehension of what's being communicated yeah. to one another, having the empathy to mm. to trying to understand what the uh, the other party is saying, because one of the aspects that we know Allah has told us from the Quran that our takhliq, our creation, mm. men and women is different. The way we think, the way we, um, you know, the way we, you know, comprehend things or understand things is different. Mm. We're more like two plus two four. Yeah. But for women, it's slightly different. They think a lot more emotionally, right? And this is something that that one learns, you know, through that experience. And this is why the Prophet, peace be upon him, you know, uh, you know, you know, explains that that he, you know, he he refers to women as, you know, um, there's a specific hadith that we we're, we're going to go to next. Uh, shortly, uh, you know, where, where where he says to take care of them, right, um, and 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 with great care, that 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 he has shown towards his wives, right. He says, mm. uh, that, that that be the best, you know, the best among you is the one who is best to their family, yeah, right. And then he says, he had many wives, yet from there's a consensus from all of them that he was the best. You know, uh, you know, person that they 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 knew him, his moral character and yeah. and, and everything. So this is uh, you know some something that that we we un- understand from the from 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 the Islamic perspective. Uh, yeah. You know, as as well. Um, and you know, uh, another thing that he s- uh, that our guest said was um, that really resonated with me. I think, mm-hmm. and people struggle with this a lot. Um, is saying sorry. I think that that is so important yeah. in every aspect of your life, and <coughs> you know, um, I re- it's you can't it's always strange. be right. Yeah, exactly. can't always be right. Yeah, and it's it's strange. I, I read this in um, the Promised Messiah's um, the the founder of the Amdiya Muslim Community's book um, Noah's Ark. Yeah, um, where he says, uh, part with your ego in every way, and do away with mutual grievances. Be humble like the guilty. The truth be on your side, so that you may be forgiven. Mm. And I thought that that was that really resonated with me because I was like, you know what? Like, it's not about like. I think sometimes in like, you can be so blinded with trying to be right all the time, or to like you know win an argument, that y- it brings about an ego from within that will then mm. make you say or <coughs> do something that is like completely out of character. And when you're so fixed, it's like when you were talking about road rage in the early episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't let it get to a point where where you're expressing it. So, so and I'd, so I just think that where, where the Promise Society says, you know, be humble like the guilty, though truth be on your side, so that you may be forgiven. So that, beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it just... Ex- that even in, you know, you, you what it is, is that when someone gets, you know, when, when someone's right or when, um, you know, he... he, he you know, you've probably seen court cases mm. when a decision is announced that yeah. such a person is you is know, not guilty or guilty. It's not yeah. guilty or guilty. You s- you clearly see the one. So when there's two parties against one another, 
the person you know in whose favor the the decision is made how he jumps up and says yeah. yes right now the idea is this that in in a con in in whatever situation in life yeah. when decision is made in your in your favor yeah. don't be that person yeah be humble yeah that's 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 the point that you know that's trying to be made that that e- then when you have a conversation with your wife or maybe at that at that, that particular time mm. she she made a mistake and, and she 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 agrees or vice to versa. it or vice versa yeah, yeah. right of course then mm. be humble about it yeah right don't 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 need to go crazy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you want a marathon yeah. or something <laughs> that's, so that's start jumping up around and being like you suck or something like, you know, like this sh- it should be um mm-hmm. uh, what's it called you know you should be careful what you say absolutely uh, but yeah from the islamic perspective um you know this is this is such such an important top top topic that we're discussing and and there's so many verses you know in 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 the holy quran you know which 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 uh you know el- you know elaborate this 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 even more um but the point is to deal with this you know important sub subject um mean to keep in mind uh, you know uh, that, that 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 the holy quran the sayings of the prophet uh, you know are um are to be taken into account and and they are further interpreted by the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community as well the prophet sallallahu peace be upon him and 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 so you know it's it's important that we understand now you know in chapter 16 verse 73 where allah says and allah has made for you mates from among yourselves mm-hmm. right this verse shows that the holy quran has given the same status to men and women as it says that they are both from the same origin and due to this fact women should not be looked down upon men as lower creatures consequently they should not uh they should not be dealt with harshly or roughly rather men should deal with them in a very mild and soft manner and the prophet peace be upon him uh has you know been reported to have said that women should be taken care of as someone takes care of glass products mm. right and this is what I was referring to the glass is liable to break very easily and if it is not treated carefully men must follow therefore uh you know they should be careful not to injure uh the delicacy of women because therein lies their beauty this is what the prophet peace be upon him you know actually told us and the quran also declares in another verse it says and they the women have similar rights to those of men over them in equity but men have a degree of advantage over them right um mm-hmm. that that ar-rijalu qawwamun 'ala an-nisa that men are guardian of women right and this is because they 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 are the breadwinners they they're told to go out there and work right and and from this verse we know and it can easily be deduced that that as far as the rights are concerned women are equal with men but as there is whole responsibility according to islam of of, of actually affording the household uh, you know amenities rest with man therefore he has a rank above them in that in that respect right and this is something that's that's very much clear mm. uh, now the prophet we know was always counseled you know his wives he he always you know spoke to them we know of an incident uh when the prophet peace be upon him was returning from uh you know um it's on a sulah hudaybia right in in islam this is a treaty of hudaybia where the prophet peace be upon him uh left to do hajj mm. uh, but he was stopped by the mamakans and there was a treaty where he had to sign and, and a lot of the conditions that the companions did not agree with and they were really sort of uh, you know grief by this situation they they weren't really happy so at that time it was it was one of the wives of the prophet peace be upon him who 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 told the prophet to slaughter the animal because mm. at that time you know the prophet said to the companions to slaughter the animals but none replied or because they were so they you know they uh, they were so stricken with grief 
that they didn't hear the Prophet properly. So the, the, so the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him at the time, she's went to the Prophet and said, Oh, Prophet of Allah, if you, if you do it yourself, if you sacrifice your animal, with you doing it, they will, they will do it you know, straight away mm. but by, by, by actually seeing your example. Mm. This is what the Prophet did. So based on that counsel, the Prophet mm. did that. And again, the companions saw the Prophet doing it's it. Really nice. Straight away, they got up and, you know, they obeyed the, uh, you know, the, you know, the commandment. So we have numerous examples. I mean, yeah. it's not something to, to just justify, um, you know, here, the rights that Islam, you know, gives to, to women. But again, yeah. the topic that we're discussing here, yes, there are, there are, you know, issues of domestic violence and there are issues where men are harsh mm. towards their counterparts, which is not nice, which should not happen. Or vice versa, like, you know, yeah. just being, treating your partner with any sort of malice. Um, I think one of the other things that um, is a really important point um, and yeah. kind of touches upon what you said, but um, developing it a bit is to cover up um, one another's weaknesses yes. and shortcomings from others. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, it's so easy. I like, I think that... Because the, the Quran says they are a garment for you, they're, right? They're yeah, a garment this relationship you, yeah. is a garment. What does the garment do? It covers, right? It covers, right? yeah. It covers the weaknesses of, of, you know, of the other. Yeah, and I think that, like, it's just, it's such a simple concept, right? Like, d- like I saw I saw somewhere, I think it was online, a tweet or something that said, um, uh, the only two people that should uh, know, uh, the only people that should know um, that you and your partner are in a disagreement is yep. you two, mm. right? Like, going off and <coughs> telling other people, being like, oh... She or he does this all the time, or uh, like you know, constantly saying all of the faults out loud, especially yeah. to someone else. Yeah, it's just one going to reinforce that negative energy because mostly Absolutely. people will agree with you and just you know keep that, um, like kind of uh, build that echo chamber and you you just reinforce your thought. Absolutely. But ultimately, they're your partner, and I think that this is tied to. Um, Another thing that I've I've, I've seen um, mm-hmm. people have is um, what's it called? They have they telling they having one foot out the door. They're constantly feeling like, oh, this is temporary. Like as uh, Nisar Ujjal guest said, yeah. you know, it's a lifelong Process. relationship. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's not you something have to build that it. you have to build it. So yeah. don't be like, so quick to be like, oh, that's it. You know, that one thing that happened, Patience I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm done. That's exactly what we're going to be discussing further mm. with our next guest. We have on the line uh, Imam Salman Kamar, who is not uh, you know, a stranger to, to the show. He, he also presents here with us at yep. a Drive Time Show. Um, he's also someone who, 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 who's serving as a missionary in the Ahmadiyya uh, uh, Arbitration Council, which is known as Qadar UK. Mm. With a short introduction, Asalaamu Alaikum Imam. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing. Thank you so much for joining us on a sh- such a short notice. So um, you know what the topic is. We're talking about marriage. Uh, I know you're at um, you're fulfilling the rights, right, of, of of household at this moment in time. You're you're out there with your kids. So 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 to take time out and to discuss with us, it's uh, it says it says a lot about you. Thank thank you so much for joining us. So so the questions that we have, you know, we we had uh, Nassar Orchard, who who we know who, who deals with the moral. Uh, uh, upbringing of the training and all of that and you work you know in a in a in 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 Qaza UK which is the MD attribution council which 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 is a department that that deals with situations which are at the very end right there this is a this is a place where decisions are made <coughs> is, is uh, <coughs> sorry apologies so 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 the questions that I had uh, I, I I sort of wanted to ask you was 
Um, in your experience of, of working in this department, um, what can you say are the causes of, of of the rise in you know some of the causes of you know this rise in divorce cases that we see um, you know within the community as well? Mm-hmm. You see, I was just listening into the, to the last few, few few seconds before I joined in. Yeah. Um, one thing that. Uh, Fahim was mentioning and, and uh, he was uh, elaborated very beautifully yeah. was in regards to keeping issues and problems within yourselves, right? Mm. Um, down of, of, of marriages or of relationships. Yeah. Um, there are many, many societies and each society has their own sort of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the marriages are breaking down within that certain society. So, for example, if, if we speak about the, the um, South Asian right, yep. uh, culture, we see that there is uh, an, 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 a, a tendency of um, parents interference yeah, being yeah. overly involved with, mm. within one relationship, which is not necessary at all. Mm. Right? We should be giving the couple space for them to find themselves. Mm. Right? Um, now, all of, of, of us are married. I'm married you are married, uh, so he is also much of a married. Now, yeah. We all know that it takes time to get used to each other. Yeah. When getting married, and obviously it is it is explained uh, in the in the in the hadith as well that mm-hmm. the first thing we should be looking for is that the other person is righteous. Mm. If both sides of, of that couple are dealing with things in a in a more righteous way, it is very likely that things will be better. But when we don't do that, yeah, and that happens when we uh, are likely to speak about our problems outside, mm. right? Uh, another issue that we see commonly these days is is the issue of the the, the so-called privacy. Mm. Um, every child in the age of thirteen seems to have some sort of privacy, which we didn't have as a at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, now when they get married. It becomes difficult for the youngsters to share their life. Mm-hmm. Right? So when, for example, uh, a, a husband, a, a, a young man, tells his wife that, look, my, my phone is, is off limits to you because this is my private space, mm. that's the create problems. Mm. Right? So the issue of privacy is there. The issue of right? The, the issue of uh, commitment issues, right? Um, there is something that, that should be lasting a lifelong. Mm-hmm. Now, we live in an era where we are used to short-term commitments, whether it's our phones, whether it's, it's, it's games, whether it's, uh, it's, it's work, anything you look at, people are used to short-term commitments, and that, unfortunately, translates into our married life as well. Mm. Youngsters these days need to be made aware. They, they, they need to be explained that, look, marriage is something which is very, very... Um, um, the, the, the sanctity of marriage, really, yeah. is so, so important. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind that this is something that needs to be with you for your whole life. So once you step in, yeah. there is no way back. Right? I understand, yeah. I mean, I mean, so, uh, so, 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 Salman, your line is a bit off, but uh, there's one important question I really want to ask you, and that that's very much related to, to, to the work that you do. You know, um, there, there are cases where where because in islam there's no such thing as you know there's there's no divorce of course there are situations where 
divorce is allowed although divorce is looked upon as one of the you know most most hateful things in the eyes of god right because of the sanctity of marriage that you were alluding to earlier but islam you know what does islam say let's say you've come to a decision now or you you've, you've come to a conclusion where now you have to depart you have to separate what does islam mm. say how should you end that how should you end that relationship because what we see you know in the common world is uh, you know in the common understanding would be that it would it, it would not end well you know of course you have resentment and and and, and hatred and what, whatever but what is the islamic teaching you know I've, i really want to under, understand that yeah i mean that that's very very important that, that that's something we we usually don't speak about much and i think it's mm-hmm. very important to speak about that well islam first of all only teaches us to do things which are in accordance with with our nature as well mm-hmm. so human nature is that sometimes uh, a, a couple is just not meant to be due, due to whatever reasons right mm-hmm. at that point and it is uh, mentioned in the verses um 227 and 229 of of surah nisa yeah. um if i'm not mistaken yeah where god says that look either you you keep your wives with you mm-hmm. but if you decide that you want to let them go and so, uh, the 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 word ihsan is being used mm. right? so we, to, ihsan, yes. we we need to be uh, letting them go with 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 good will and with 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 good intentions and wishing them well right so allah the almighty says that whatever you have given to them let them have it mm. if you can give them even more from your side give them more and then let them go that is it mm. i i am uh, um it, it was either yourself or fahim who was mentioning earlier in 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 regards to husband and wife being the the the, the parda for each other the, yeah. the garment the, yes the, the garment right yeah now that's something that that's just not limited to as long as you're married mm. right because that that time you spend together as husband and wife stays as an amanat with you even after you are divorced. Mm-hmm. So if you do get divorced, do not go around and 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 speak ill of the other person and you know and, and try to degrade them within society. Just mm-hmm. let it go. Yeah, because what that shows Salman is that you haven't really moved on mentally as well, exactly. right? Exactly. You, and 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 it's actually ruining your peace as well. The only way you can really move on is where Allah says tasrihum bi ihsan that you you know exactly. you 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 leave with a a you know in a becoming manner you know in with 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 kindness right yeah. Uh, but yeah i know you're 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 really busy but any last advice that you know based on your experience you know the cases that you read that you want to give to people that let let let's say are, are having a rough time right what would your adv- advice be to people like that um so if if someone's having a rough time i would always say that think about the times when you were happy together mm. and you know exactly that there were uh times when you were happy together you know exactly how you can make each other happy mm. you know exactly what the other wants but, uh to 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 sort of change with me mm-hmm. so start working on yourself mm-hmm. right and if the other side does the same things will get better initially uh, eventually inshallah Inshallah. Thank you so much. I mean, it was a pleasure speaking to you. I know, I know it was last minute, so I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. No no Take care. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. 0208687787. This was Salman Kamar, who uh, is a missionary serving in uh, UK Qadar, which is the MDR uh, Arbitration Council. <laughs> um, yes. So, so, so in, in, interesting. I mean, even from Salman and as well as from uh, you know Nasar Orchard earlier, we were speaking to. There, there is a consensus there of of things that that don't work and things that do mm. work, right? And 
the interesting thing is that we kind of know these things. Yeah. Right. We 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 kind of know these things, but it's just it is good to hear them as a reminder. Right? It's yeah. it's always good to remind ourselves. And one of the last points that he really which was really nice that he made was with regards to remembering good times. And this is what Allah says in the Holy Quran that's la in shakartum la azidanakum that if you're thankful, I would increase you more. I would yeah. increase that blessing more. And I think this idea of being thankful, gratitude, we always mm. speak about it, right? Yeah. Yes, you may have problems and this is some something that everybody has. You're not the only one, right? But there has to be good times. There has to be there has to be there, there, there has to be times where you really enjoyed each other's company. There has to be meaning there. Yeah. If if there's nothing like that there, then of course there there is a big problem. Yeah. And and nobody should sort of force you into staying in that relationship. Mm. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, uh, you know, in majority of the times, these things these things can be worked out. Yeah, and it's interesting you picked on that point because I literally the that same point, but the bit after where he said about working on yourself. Yeah, that really resonated with me because I think that people are so quick to be like this person's doing that or the other mm. person is doing that. Well, what are you doing differently? Like, mm. look at yourself first, right? Like, am I coming home in a different way or am I treating that yeah. person in a different way so that they are then treating me in this different way? So mm-hmm. I think that it's very people can be very quick to yeah. uh, not see what they're contributing mm-hmm. and just fault what the other person is contributing. Something really beautiful. Remember, we were speaking about the the idea of garment. How Allah the Almighty, expl- mm. you know, says that you are a garment for them, and they are a garment mm. for you. In chapter two, one, verse one, one hundred eight, eighty-eight. Now, the Arabic word, which is libas, mm. yeah, is is a, w- w- it, it, you know, garment means a thing which covers another thing. And we were speaking about this earlier. Mm. And according to the Holy Quran, a garment serves a threefold purpose. And this okay. is from the Quran itself. Yeah. So the first one is from chapter 7, verse 27. It says, O children of Adam, we have indeed sent down uh, for you garments to cover your nakedness and to be a means of adornment. So it's not just to cover it, but it's, it's a means of adornment mm. as well. Right? Just keeping that in mind. It then says, He has made for you garments which protect you from heat and coats of mail which protect you in your wars. Mm. So right, you, 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 you become a protection for for your for your spouse, and then it says he has, uh, and, and another use of our uh, of of our dress is that it provides protection against as I was saying heat and uh, and cold. Since the Holy Quran has used the word garment in in you know in in that respect, so so one thing we know for sure that to cover up one's one another's weaknesses and shortcomings from others, to act as an adornment and an embellishment for one another. Just as clothes protect us from severity of in the weather and all of these things, so according to the Islamic point of view, marriage is not an ordinary combination of two mm. opposite sexes, nor is it only to quench one's sexual desires. This is mm. something that needs to be understood. Mm. It is rather holy, re, uh, you know, union of two inevitable life companions, on whose virtues or vices lies the prosperity or disaster of human society. This is something that needs to be understood. Mm. Uh, marriage in Islam means laying the foundation of a fabric from which emerges a benevolent and beneficial society, and therefrom, you know, it, it, it enjoins upon every Muslim to marry. This is what the Prophet said. Uh, you know that O company of the youth, he's referring to them. He says, "He who can afford to marry should marry, for it keeps the eyes cast down, and keeps the man chaste. And who he who cannot afford to marry." should take to fasting for it will have a sobering effect upon him. Mm. So this is something that is encouraged in Islam. You know, marriage, for a piece of one who said, one who marries is from me, mm. you know. 
Uh, so all of these traditions and all of these examples that we have and the idea that a man or a woman marries, a, a man marries a woman for four reasons. It's something yeah. that we always mention, right? Yeah. But I think it's important is first being her wealth. The second being her, the nobility of a fa- family. Mm. Her beauty is, that's one of the main ones, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and and the last one is her, is deen, her character, her, her mm. good character. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, ended, he said, he said, so attain success with one possessing good character. Mm. And we know from being, you know, being married that what is it at the end that we, that truly comes forward? Yeah. You know that that really satisfies us. You know, uh, satisfies us soul, yeah. as you know, our soul as individuals. It's a character. Yeah. So it's not and just mere words. It's something that we, as individuals, have experienced in our, in our, in our, in our lives. And um, th- I really like the 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 garment explanation that you gave because you know uh, how I take that is um, so uh, it c- it covers you to keep you um, to make you more uh, adorned, right? Mm-hmm. That that for me is. Okay, you should compliment your um, partner and say good things about them when they're not around. Say good things and make sure that they, like you know, uh, say the good things about them rather yeah. than the bad. Then, if they are, um, you know, everybody has faults. Keep those covered. Don't talk about those. And then the third one is, uh, you know, keeping um, warm from from yes. the cold and and hot. And that's just you know. Um, Keeping them, uh, keeping them warm and cold. Give them a hug. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I really like the, uh, how that explained. And you mm. know, ultimately, there's and and like you said, a lot of us know these things. Mm. Um, but the trick and the, and the hard part, and you know, as Nasaru Chasab said, um, you know, it, it's the inner jihad, right? Yeah. Like that, you have to keep yourself. And you know, even the 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 english uh, sorry the christianity lyric, um vows they say um you know in sickness and in health and you know it's it doesn't matter that the situation you need to up, uphold those yeah. principles and treat your partner in that same way and yeah. you know i think um more further advice from islam is you know um staying quiet when you're angry Right, like yes. instead of like just spewing out everything that yes. you you are feeling in that moment, just take. I a think second silence is a lot silent. more powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful because um, and I think it's a saying of Umar radiAllahu anhu, may Allah be pleased, in the second Caliph of Islam. He says, "My silence has not brought me any reg- regret, mm. as compared to my my me ut- uttering stuff or exactly. me saying stuff, and and that has brought me a, you know a lot of shame. And this exact you see that in your life as well, you mm. know." Um, and it's and I think that's exactly the hardest thing is to n- to to <laughs> to know these things or or, or to remember these th- things you know, all of the things that we're discussing here when at you're in that frustrating instance, situations yeah, yeah exactly and I think that, that that's it and but then for me that is exactly why we have conversations like this that yeah. is exactly why <coughs> the community organizes events to discuss yeah. these things and these principles and that's why. Islam was sent to us yeah. so that we are constantly because it's so easy to forget. It's yeah. so easy to be in a situation and completely <coughs> forget everything that you stand for. Yeah. Right? It's it's a switch like that could happen, and that is the constant battle. And this is why we have conversations like this. This is why we have uh, organ- uh, like we organize events that talk about these things and to bring a further understanding. Because for me, although I knew quite a lot of these things, yeah, right. It's reinforced it in my mind. 
it's made me remember you know that like go home and like you know be be present be like don't bring your frustrations from the long day or the, the traffic really or nice, i really like that yeah that the was really cool yeah, yeah. the bedroom uh, the phone you know, so you're more present or like yeah. i know um watching tv while you eat i think that that's that's something that um you know can be distracting like just sit and actually be in the in the meal and sit at the table and and discuss things and ask about each other's day and you know um and mm. share with each other i think that's really important Absolutely, and I think the idea that 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 the marriage within it from the Islamic perspective is not just about those two individuals, but the society as a whole. Mm-hmm. And your 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 coming to, together is one way or another contribution to society. Mm-hmm. The progeny that you bring forward, the mannerism that you you teach them, and what they will become, would 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 uh, contribute in one way or the other, you know, yeah. in society. So that's why it's 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 important, and that that that's why in Islam, you know, you're not allowed to marry. uh an adulterous woman this is something that's very 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 clear from the um, you know islamic un- understanding where it says chapter 2 verse 222 and marry not idolatrous women until they believe even a believing bond woman is better than an uh, idolatrous why right? although she may please you and and give not believing women in marriages to others and this is the case that that we know is very very much clear in islam and and also um the idea you know and also one of the things i wanted to mention with was with regards to that the that marriage needing uh you know marriage being legal uh you know with the permission of the guardian which is the father mm. right the the concept of of going to the father and this is what i was trying to ask and it's how we're coming to the end of the program with regards to how marriage how what comes after marriage has become so easily available to society now that the sanctity of marriage is just not there because mm. and also the the issues with regards to divorce and and men feel that it's very unfair that someone should take half of their hard earned right mm. uh, in, in income or whatever the, you know they 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 you know they possessed very easily so again i mean th- th- that requires another you know huge program where we compare where we could compare yeah. you know what are um, some of the rulings with regards to divorce and 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 what happens because we we have alluded to the sri hum bi ihsan that a person should um, even when they depart depart in goodness mm. and and this is this, this would to be honest with you help you move on uh, yeah. you know um would would actually help you in the long 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 run but yeah we're coming to the end of the program i think we 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 have discussed and i think we learned so much um especially from our two guests who are involved in this work yeah. this you know this counseling work and and also so what is your I would say biggest takeaway from this program. Welcome to the end of the program. Um I think that uh children need to go to parks. <laughs> yeah, for sure for the first one. Yeah. And um second one I'd say just communication and making sure that you remind yourself of what's important in whatever situation especially when dealing with your partner or or family or anyone really. Absolutely. So we only have about 30 seconds we're coming to the end of the program. Yeah, and we need to thank our producers. Absolutely. Um Rabita Khan and Hania Mubarak and Salman Kamar. Um 
we need to thank our tech team. Absolutely, this wouldn't be possible without. Um, and yeah, just everyone involved. I want you. I want to thank myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, you. just everyone here at Voice of Islam who works really hard pleasure. to make these really interesting shows. Wonderful. So we're coming to the end of the program. Uh, for all those who who joined us, thank you so much. And if you haven't listened, you're just joining. You can always go back and listen to the program. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.